clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to White Coats Podcast. Today, season four, episode seven, we're going to do part two of our mock boards. Okay. That's right. We're continuing on our journey. We're, we are continuing on our journey. We did mock boards part one last time. We did interviews the time before. We're really, we're really getting there. We're pushing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lauren, are you ready? Are you still nervous? Yeah. Are you asking me questions? Uh, what well, you ask? Yeah, asking. you ask me questions first. Okay, so I think the actual question is, are you nervous? Because I'm asking you the questions first. I am nervous. I mean, I mean, I don't, I won't doubt you. You did very well last time. Well, I'll, okay. it's my boards. I'm ready. Make me a I doctor. Mean, you, be- <laughs> you, you better, you better be studying. Okay, here's your first question. What are some signs of dental issues or of different diseases of the teeth? Okay, um, I guess it kind of depends on what issues, um, what, right. what exactly this is just an, some issues. But just, I can just an okay. overarching question. Okay, okay, makes sense. So uh, maybe if someone has uh, excess plaque, um, disc- mm. like severe discoloration of the gums, um, I don't know, missing teeth, uh, maybe it's TMJ pain. Uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah you covered it um you covered quite a few of them so written down I have jaw pain redness you know swollen gums discoloration of the gums um and then also like broken teeth or missing teeth Mm -hmm. yeah okay okay you got it um I'll take it the the only ones you missed were like dry mouth but it just kind of you know like dry mouth or bad breath but like, okay, it's fine. Got it. And when I say bad breath, I mean chronic you, bad of breath, course, guys. Of course. If you have, if you have bad breath, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you just probably need to brush your teeth. Okay. Probably. So, here's our next question. Now, as a dentist, you need to know this. Now, <laughs> dentists, I feel like have the whitest teeth. You know, just like I feel like dermatologists should have really clear skin. Dentists better have white teeth. <laughs> so, can you explain to me? Maybe the different ways that someone can whiten their teeth and maybe what are the most, what's the most effective? What's something that can, that's good for long term? It's an excellent question. So there's of course many ways to whiten your teeth. You can do, uh, I mean, of course, having dental hygiene, the proper dental hygiene, brushing, flossing, taking Mm -hmm. care of your teeth, that will definitely help you have white teeth. Now, if you have stains, um like really really bad stains then i would suggest you know you can do some at-home care um which would include you know whitening strips or whitening trays things like that Um, but if you really want the most effective way to whiten your teeth you can go to your dentist where they can actually professionally whiten your teeth and i don't remember the actual um they put some type of like percentage of something i forget what it's called yeah um some type of ingredient and that that whitens your teeth so you can you know use it there in the office sometimes they can give you an at-home version um, that's a little less strong but um, it kind of depends on you know if you want to do it at home professionally uh in the office like depending but yeah perfect that was a good answer okay you covered it okay good okay your third your third question 
So far, you have a 50% on this test. Okay. I'm ready. You gotta, I'm you ready. Gotta, that's a fail. So you have to, you oh, have to keep going. Okay. okay. Next one is why do dentists take x-rays of their patients? Okay. This is actually a really good question like off topic from the, from the mock board. But um, mm. I also asked this question a couple months ago. Mm. So I, it's nice. good that you asked Okay. This. So, um, you know, looking into someone's mouth, into a patient's mouth, you only see um, the crown portion of their teeth and the gums, which is just what's visible. But of course, you have right. the tooth goes under, like into the bone and covered by the gums. So sometimes you don't see what's underneath or inside, um, you know, the pulp chambers and whatever inside the teeth. So um, the x-ray imaging shows the gum and the bone and then the relationship to the teeth. So it shows what you don't mm-hmm. see by just looking into it. So sometimes there could just be issues that are not evident by, you know, looking at the tooth and, you know, like for example, a root canal or things like that. You won't be, you yeah. won't always be able to see just by looking at the tooth, but you can tell the, the uh, nerve is dead if, you know, you see it on the x-ray. So, yeah. Great. Perfect. You covered it. Awesome. Um, Awesome. You got that one, right? Okay, this one is a little interesting. We've we've talked about this actually. Um, I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> what is You're good. What is fluoride and why is it important to your dental health? Okay, good question. We did talk about this. I think in like season 1 yeah. or 2. Season 1, I believe. Yeah, well, way back. Mm -hmm. um fluoride is an element that strengthens the enamel which is the outer Mm -hmm. layer of your teeth so you know it helps uh, strengthen your teeth which would help prevent um cavities um or you know small little holes in your teeth so i guess overall it just strengthens you know the surface of your tooth now bonus points for this question how do we get fluoride into our mouth? How do how do we find fluoride? To so there's fluoride. Teeth healthy. There's water with fluoride. Uh, toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Fluoridated water. Fluoridated, yeah, that? that's true. That's a throwback. That is a throwback. Fluoridated <laughs> water. Fluoridated toothpaste. Um, I think there's a couple more, but that's what I can think of off the top yeah. of my head. Yeah, that's what I that's what I have. Um, I know it's just like naturally occurring. Yeah. oftentimes in in water. Could be some foods, I believe, but also in toothpaste. Um, and I remember, tip for you guys at home, um, when you after you brush your teeth, you're not supposed to completely... There's that minty flavor once you brush your teeth. Yeah. You're not supposed to completely rinse out that water. You want to, you know, that minty flavor still left, that could be a sign that there's still fluoride on your teeth and it's keeping your teeth clean yep, and strong. I remember until that. Your next, yeah, until your next teeth brushing session (laughs) okay that's it i mean you you got all of them so congrats thank you okay so i got 100 plus the bonus so i'll take it honestly i'm surprised (laughs) you asked pretty intricate questions like you asked good questions yeah yeah those were more specific and definitely more longer questions than the last ones which the last ones were like how many teeth does someone have and that's like a quick answer right and some of them were like Oh, uh, let me think. Let me think. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh no. <laughs> you gotta think on your like feet. Like, the fluoride, doctor, I'm like, I know this. What is it? Yeah. Like, exactly. It's okay. We get it's a broad to it. field. It is. You know? It is very broad. As well as psychiatry as well. So, 
Yeah. But that's the thing about medicine is you need to know prevention. You need to know diagnosis, right. symptoms, treatment. It's like it's like you're there for the whole entire process. Like there was one question when I was researching, why does someone go to the dentist? And a lot of it is for prevention of issues right. as well as treating and yep. all that kind of stuff. 100%. So you need to be very involved in your patient's lives. Right, 100%. In their health. Definitely. All right, Lauren, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> okay, question number one. <sighs> what are some characteristics of substance abuse disorder? Okay, so there's there's a few categories of signs and symptoms. Number one is drug action. So this is where you're taking steps to get drugs or substances. Mm-hmm. You're you're you know going out of your way to find them. You're buying them. You're um, right like you're taking actions to find right. and get them. Another one is is um, is hazardous use. So hazardous use could be, um, you know, your your health is being impaired. Your organs are shutting down. You're using it. Um, you're taking drugs and therefore not keeping up with your hygiene or your medical health. That's another one. Um, another, I think the third one is social impairment, meaning your work, school, social life, love life could be impaired. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are three aspects of drug addiction. And then also you need to be craving the substance. Mm-hmm. Um, and also oftentimes what shows up, well, almost all the time, if you're, if you're characterized as, um, as someone with a substance use disorder, you're going to have tolerance and withdrawal. Right. So tolerance meaning, you know, you take a certain dosage of that drug or, you know, substance, then over time you're going to start to become desensitized and require more. And then you just keep increasing the dose, becoming even more addicted. And then also the second part of that is withdrawal, meaning when you're not having the drug um, or you're not taking the drug, there's going to be withdrawal symptoms. Oftentimes it kind of depends on the drug, but it can be very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It can be from something small, like a headache, like caffeine is a drug. You know how before you, you know, drink your coffee in the morning, (laughs) (laughs) you know, before you drink your coffee in the morning, you have a headache or, um, that sort of a thing. So that's like a minimal sign of withdrawal. And then you have, you know, the more intense drugs that are causing um, panic attacks, you know, anxiety attacks, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And also medical, um, medical withdrawal symptoms. All right, Dr. Bernstein, I think you just, you, you, <laughs> you just nailed it. So are you ready to do the doctor now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now I kind of have a follow-up question off the record, like okay. not, I didn't even think about asking this, but um, what are, or how do I word this? What are some uh, like medical effects of drug addiction? Like how could it medically okay. affect your body? We kind of talked about this a few seasons ago also. I yeah. think so. So I, yeah, I believe we did as well. Um, I just wanted to say, really quick, I want to add on to my answer. Mm-hmm. Um, a necessary part of um, just the overarching 
you know, idea of drug abuse um, and having a disorder is that it's getting in the way of your life. You know, if you're binge drinking, but it's not causing any issues, then it's not considered to be an addiction. If it's causing social impairment and all that, the stuff I talk about, Mm -hmm. drug action, hazardous use, um, then then it is uh, considered to be mm-hmm. a substance abuse disorder. So there's a there's quite a few things that happen um, on certain like stimulants. It can actually cause um, you can actually cause cardiac arrest and yeah. some some major reactions to that. Um, it can cause a lot of psychiatric. It can increase depression. Increase. Um, it can increase anxiety, um, which as and as we've talked about, those psychiatric diseases also lead to more medical diseases. Yeah. Another thing is uh, oftentimes you're not taking care of your hygiene. Yeah. Um, and therefore, and we've also talked about um, diseases like, like heart disease or type 2 diabetes, things where you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. It's really easily developed. Um, and then also you have things like smoking, um, and you know, you have things like smoking that can actually cause heart disease and cancer as well. Um, so yeah. And then also just any sort of hazardous use, um, like if you're sharing needles, which can happen, that can lead to infection and be very dangerous. Um, but also your organs can shut down mm-hmm. once your body becomes yep. reliant on these substances. Yeah. So that's my answer. All right. Loved the answer. Next question. Thank you. Are you ready? <laughs> I guess. What do you mean you guess? Come on, get your energy up, Laura. Yeah, you let's go. Woo! All right. Don't, don't make me give you a 25% on this. Come on. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> All right. So next is list at least three medical effects of bulimia or or like you know effects on, on your body. Physical effects of bulimia. physical effects. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So I know for one, um, acid reflux is an issue. Um, right? Yeah. Because you're oftentimes people with bulimia are purging mm-hmm. by making themselves throw up. So it's yeah. going to have a negative acidic effect on your teeth, which as we know, can damage the teeth, damage the enamel, make your teeth weaker. Exactly. Um, Those are actually two different another, ones, you know. You're, oh, right. So you, yeah. you got a little two in one over there. <laughs> um, Another another aspect of that is physical weight loss, mm-hmm. um, and something something that's interesting that that I learned is um, a lot of people. So there's a process when you lose severe amounts of weight, mm-hmm. um, and one one of the first step pretty much is you're losing fat. Mm-hmm. Um, second step is you're losing muscle. Third step is your organs start to fail. Yeah. Um, very intense, but it's it's true. Once you get to a certain point where your body just has no more nutrients to supply itself, that can happen. And a lot of people think the first and second ones, great, I'm going to be thinner or whatever the goal is. But, you know, your heart's a muscle. Your brain's a muscle. Yep. You don't want to be damaging that in any way. 
Um, so, so those are, that's three. Yeah, that was like five. <laughs> um, and, and also, um, just I'll, I'll throw in a couple. Okay. okay. Um, when, when you don't have enough food in your body, there's so many different systems that aren't working properly. Mm-hmm. And one is the digestive system. That's something that's yep. very interesting is a lot of people struggle with digestion um, when they're not getting enough nutrients in their body. Yep. And so oftentimes you'll feel even more bloated or or um, have trouble with your digestion because you don't have enough nutrients in your body to supply. Yeah. Um, to You're supply right. that way. Good job, Lauren. Good job. Um, Thank you. Another, a few was, um, you know, you really hit it, the nail on the head. There was just a couple more that I thought of. Or Wasn't there I something with the skin? Yeah, it could cause skin irritation for sure. Right, yeah. Or dry skin, um, mm-hmm. you know, bloody vomit, like, you know, blood in your vomit. Yeah, right. Um, and then an inflamed esophagus. So those are a couple mm-hmm. more, which kind yeah, of relate to like sense. the acid reflux and stuff. So Right. But good job. Okay. Good job. Thank you. Uh, question number three. This is I threw it in here. I don't know if you would know. I personally didn't know the the answer, so this is gonna be a tricky one. Uh, but hopefully you know. It. I don't know. I believe in you. Okay. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. What type of drug is most commonly prescribed for anxiety? Like, what is the class of drug? Not class, but what type, what category of drugs? If you don't know exactly what category, then tell me what you do know about the drugs prescribed for anxiety. Because this is a tricky okay. one. So you can take your time. So I know of SSRIs. Okay. That That's an antidepressant technically, because mm-hmm. I believe it's a stimulant. Mm-hmm. But... It can also treat some anxiety disorders, I believe. Okay. SSRI's um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Um, it sounds like that was wrong. Um. Keep thinking. I think you're right. That's not what I had written down, but they do kind of treat anxiety. Think. Okay. Think. So you you, you know this. You know this. Okay. Um so at first I was thinking like depressant or stimulant. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing it would be something more tranquilizing, like something more calming, yes. like a benzodiazepine. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. Wow. So ve- exactly, benzodiazepines are like the classification of drug. It was kind of a broad question so that was my, that was my fault. Mm-hmm. I didn't know exactly how to word it specifically enough. So I mean, you got it right. It is benzodiazepine, that's what I had, which are tranquilizers so like Xanax, things along those lines. Those are that's an example of a uh, benzo, benzodiazepine. Mm-hmm. But okay. yeah, that was a real, that was a hard one. So I'm surprised you got it. So good job. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was I knew that some SSRIs, which are technically antidepressants, can also treat anxiety. They I can. kind of figured it was one more. And I know that word. Mm-hmm. I just like, you know, yeah. I couldn't think of it. Um, 
Okay, I looks like maybe I just need to do some more research into no, psychiatric no, drugs. You got it. No, don't even. You still passed, so you're good. <laughs> Thank you. I I feel like I don't know enough about the drug side of mm-hmm. psychiatry. Like I know a lot of the different types of you know therapy used, um, and I know a lot about the different mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's maybe, actually maybe I'll good. Increase my research in that. But I yeah. like that because it shows that your approach is not let me give you pills. It's how can I help yeah. you? Like yeah, how can I actually like find the root cause of your problem, not just give you a band aid? Exactly. So I actually really exactly. like that because it shows a totally. lot about like your whole approach to psychiatry and how you know. Yeah. I'm not just gonna give. Oh yeah, take a Xanax. You know, you're fine. Exactly, exactly. I was recently watching um, an interview with um, Dr. Christy Lamb. She's a, she's a psychiatrist. Um, and she she was holding a sort of like educational mm-hmm. seminar type thing course on, um, on trauma and anxiety and depression. And she was saying how she's a psychiatrist, but she does therapy. Um, mm-hmm. she, that's like her main form of treatment. Wow. Um, she's, she says that you should really only use, um, meds when you're, I think she used like some metaphor, like if you're like drowning mm-hmm. and you can't get out, um, because she, she said like therapy is going to be the thing that's going to help you swim out of the water. Exactly. When benzodiazepines or or whatever psychiatric drugs is just going to get you to calm down a bit. Exactly. And, and stop freaking out. And then therapy is going to give you the tools to get out of it. Exactly. I love that you bring that up because, you know, a, a drug is going to be something that you're most likely going to be taking long term. And it doesn't, right. it doesn't, it may be treating your symptoms, but it's not treating the cause. And therapy is actually 100%. working through it and seeing, okay, what is the problem? How can we change that so that in the future you won't be, you know, may, maybe you are living with it, with some sort of mental mm-hmm. illness but or you'll struggle, understand but it. you'll understand it. You'll be able to work through it. It won't take over your entire life, you know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and she talked about this, and I've I've done, like, a lot of research and, like, heard a lot of things about this, how um, oh, so many different issues mm-hmm. mentally are caused by a root problem, core beliefs, intrusive thoughts, trauma, mm-hmm. you know? If you can work through those, um, there's a great chance that you'll be able to manage your symptoms just through therapy, just through working on your mental health. And working to challenge the thoughts that are, you know, limiting you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, I feel so at times um, psychiatric meds can, can definitely help. There's been proof, um, especially for PTSD patients mm-hmm. who feel numb, they're able to feel things again and, wow. and live a great life. That's amazing. Really. Um, like, so I think they can be helpful, but I... Also, at the same time, therapy is something that'll, like you said, get to the root of your problem mm-hmm. rather than treating the the symptoms. Exactly. Um, like like psychiatric disorders or just any sort of mental illness, mental health struggles should be treated not just like a chemical imbalance, mm-hmm. but also psychological, real life issues. Right. Love that. I love that. There we go. That was a good off topic talk. Thank you. 
Okay. Your last well, question. It... Oh, I still have one more question. You do. Okay. I forgot. You do. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Briefly explain the difference between generalized anxiety disorder and social anxiety disorder. It's not really a big, big difference, but... Okay, so generalized anxiety disorder is really anxiety in all aspects of your life. So this anxiety in general looks like... um, There's a lot of different, like, side effects, but one is, like, behavioral. So, like, irritability, restlessness. Mm -hmm. Then you also have cognitive, so, like, racing thoughts and, you know... um, also thoughts that you don't want Mm -hmm. and then you have you have full body um symptoms like sweating you know uh nervousness like like fatigue can all be signs of anxiety disorders in general Mm -hmm. um generalized anxiety disorder is really anxiety in all aspects of your life this can come up um at work at school Mm -hmm. family it really doesn't doesn't totally like matter um people experience in many different aspects of their life so in that way that's why it's generalized perfect then you have um social anxiety um disorder um and that's that really is so prevalent anytime you're interacting with others this is especially prevalent like in public speaking because it's like the most vulnerable state you can be in as you're presenting to a lot of different people um but this is mostly showing up in your relationships um and any social events yeah Um, definitely i'm trying to think what how else they're um they're different i mean you pretty much got it yeah they're both pretty um debilitating yeah they're both I I was gonna say at first that social anxiety is a little bit easier to handle but then I was thinking you're socializing with people all All the time every day exactly um so yeah they're both also treated very similarly they are as well because it overlaps a lot that's why it's a tricky right. question because it was the difference. I mean, if I said the similarities, yeah. you can list almost everything because, you know, generalized yeah. is just a generalized, you know, version of anxiety yeah. where it applies exactly. to any, any and all aspects. And social anxiety is very specific to just interacting with others, which is also can be really prevalent in your life because you're constantly interacting yeah. with other people. So sometimes yeah. it's like a lot of people think, oh, yeah, it's, you know, just not as when I'm hanging out with people or whatever exactly but you know but it's hard when you have to talk to teachers or you have to you know find a job yeah or whatever definitely Um, definitely love that did did I get that you did you you literally did so you passed perfect your part two (laughs) of your boards yeah my oral boards thank you very much well you passed as well good all right so I'm gonna already like put out some job uh, request some job offers offers. okay okay thank you you're (laughs) gonna refer me to to the nearest psychiatric hospital like this lauren over here i mean she (laughs) no no no, no. it's not lauren it's it's dr rose uh dr bernstein now (laughs) right 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 okay got you okay well that's pretty much it guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode guys this is like the 24th episode That's or something crazy. we're already four seasons in 
That's absolutely insane. I mean, Ariel and I are one step closer to becoming doctors. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed, learned something, and maybe you guys, you know, listened along and tried to answer it yourself. We hope you guys got something yeah. out of this episode. <laughs> and we will see you in the next one. See ya.